What's up, bikers? Episode 144. Today we have the bike sauce on. If you're not familiar with his YouTube channel, well, you got a minute or two to go look it up. And if you're stuck in traffic right now listening, guess what? You'll find out for the next few hours. In the meantime, I want to say first off, thank you to everybody on Patreon. You guys are honestly the 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 rock behind I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say right now, but you guys are definitely the secret to this thing. Keep going because um, every time I am not motivated, it's you guys that keeps me motivated. And it's really simple. Those of you guys want to help out, it's a buck or it could be five bucks. It's really up to you. Um, if you want to send like a payment for like $357 a month too, you can do that. But otherwise five bucks, get some sticker pack, get some extra content. But realistically, what it comes down to is just the matter of help and support the channel. I don't have any, um, don't have any sponsors. Nobody's sending me a check for all this stuff that I do. And, uh, it's you guys. So I really appreciate everybody that helps out. And, um, until nobody's on Patreon, I guess I'll keep doing it. So <laughs> Anyways, if you want to help out for free and you are watching on YouTube, hit subscribe, hit the thumbs up button if you like this. And uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you're like, man, this is my favorite podcast. Then if you go to Apple Podcasts and write a five-star review, that helps the podcast algorithm tell the rest of the world when they search mountain bike podcast that this one comes up. Honestly, it's, um, it's kind of weird how that whole thing works, but to tell you the truth, it, it does because... Back when I didn't have many reviews, I wouldn't come up on any list when I search mountain bike podcast. And now you search mountain bike podcast, bike report comes up. Not at the top yet, though. So you guys, seriously, get out there, write some reviews for me. It'd be rad. Um, if you want some extra content, go to Facebook and Instagram. Give me a follow over there. You guys know how to do that stuff. And outside of that, I don't know what else to say today. We're going to bring Nolan on from the bike sauce. What's up, Nolan? Hey, how's it going? Nice to be man, here. living the me, dream, right? <laughs> That's right. Hell yeah. <laughs> right on, man. So where are you located? I, I think you're in Southern California. Yeah, that's right. So we're, I'm in Whittier, Fullerton area, which not a lot of people know about. It's like east of LA. It's not east LA, but it's east of LA. <laughs> I like there's so anything wrong. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with east LA. It's just uh, we live east of east LA. Yeah, um, east of east yeah. LA. You're like really east. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Fullerton. It's you'll look it up. Yeah, um, yeah. You from there all your life? Nope. I'm actually from the Bay Area. So, um, oh, actually, you're, I where you in, you're in Sacramento, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did so see I grew some, up... a video. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go there's ahead. like a little, there's like this, this minuscule lag on, I know. On the, and it's just enough that, like, if, <laughs> if you don't answer the second that I, my brain is like, okay, keep talking, Rob, but it's really just the lag. <laughs> I'll start so talking right at the end of your statement. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I grew yeah, up yeah. in uh, Alameda, which I don't know if you, I don't know if you even know about it in SAC. Um, it's an island in the bay. And it's uh -huh. actually an island, but that's where I was born and raised. Um, lived there most of my life, worked at a few bike shops in the Bay Area, um, did my school up in, in the Bay Area. And uh, we only just came down to L.A. Well, I say just, but we moved down in 2010. So mm -hmm. holy crap, 13 years ago. Yeah, it feels like we just moved down to L.A. So <laughs> Dude, that's that's like everything in my life goes like that, man. I, if if I'm talking to somebody and I'm like. 
Yeah, it was like six months ago. That really means it was probably like four years ago. <laughs> yeah. And if I say it was last week, there's a good chance that was yesterday. So <laughs> I think it's like a guy thing. We just have no recollection of time whatsoever. So yeah, the passage of time is is strange for sure. Yeah. I saw that you had a um like a ride video on, on your your YouTube page that was like going back to Lake Chabot and it's been like 20 years or something like that. That's right. Yeah. So me and my I'll buddy Paul, we grew up together. I don't know, just we've been friends since like middle school. Um and and I don't know, always we always somehow keep in contact. He's, you know, he's one of the friends where five years will pass and you can like get back together and it's like no time passed. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't been back in a while. And so Lake Chabot is just kind of, there's a trail system there. And uh, mm -hmm. we just went out one day. I brought the cameras and we turned it into a little video, but it was very nostalgic. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I did something similar. I, I uh, went home. I'm from Pennsylvania originally. Okay. And I went home to uh, unfortunately go to a funeral, but of course I'm like, oh, I'm going home, take my bike. And, uh, <laughs> And I rode a trail system that I hadn't been on in like 30 years. So it was definitely, uh, it was crazy, man. It was crazy to like be back somewhere that was reminiscent, but at the same time, like you remembered it, but you're like, it's kind of new to me. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right on, man. So I, I am going to try to make it a point on all my podcasts, not to do something that I hate other podcasts doing and that is whenever they just assume everybody knows who you're talking to so <laughs> <laughs> like like i listen to rogan not like religiously but sometimes it, it's like somebody's had on the show five times he doesn't introduce them at all and you're like right. i don't know who this dude is like <laughs> sure his name's on the freaking title but like i don't sure, know sure. you know so um yeah. what is what's the bike sauce well and actually it's it's fair to say it's fair to assume that nobody would know who I am at this point. Um, <laughs> you're, you're nobody except for twenty three thousand people that are subscribed to your channel. Right? Yeah. Well, no, no. Yeah, that's that's not that's <laughs> something. That's something. But right uh, in in the grand scheme of things, you know, who knows right. what the, what the hell is a bike sauce? What is a bike sauce? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the bike. Yeah, it's it's a YouTube channel. That was born out of it was a COVID project, um, like really? I assume a lot okay. of, yeah, I would assume a lot of these types of projects started just out of sheer boredom. Like you need some outlet, right? Um, yeah. And I teach, and that's you know my main occupation, my day job is to be talking and presenting information to people. So when that was mm -hmm. like migrated to Zoom, right? So you're talking right. to this like grid of like square, you know, whatever windows or whatever wasn't the same. So, you know, I had always thought, oh, YouTube is, would be so cool, but I don't have the personality for it. I don't know how to edit. <laughs> I don't know anything about video. You know, I don't, I don't know a whole lot of things, but I don't know. Something pushed me to just go for it. And um, I've really enjoyed it. It's been a very fulfilling project, um, which kind of grew legs. And so I, I kind of treat it like yeah. a second job now. Yeah. What, um, what, what do you teach? Like, Oh, my day job? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm um, I'm a faculty member at uh, Cal Poly. In oh, Corona. right. On. Yeah, so we, I, I teach. Uh, I'm in the Department of Mechanical Engineering. Oh, sweet. Been there, Jesus. I'm going into my 
seventh year. Yeah. Full right time. on, man. So basically, so you can the, help me. You can the help nerdiest me of the nerds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been working with engineers for a long time for some reason. So oh, it okay. seems like the couple of jobs that I've been at are all engineers. So um, the last place I was at, they were like civil, but like mostly did water. And now the yeah. engineers that I work with are like hardware and electrical and software <laughs> engineers. And it's okay, definitely. Um, I guess I've always I've been surrounded by geeky people for a long time. <laughs> So. <laughs> which is yeah which is kind of a risk like why would you bring on a mechanical engineer you know we're notoriously bad at communicating with other people and conveying ideas <laughs> so i don't know maybe you might yeah. have made a huge mistake <laughs> oh my god my camera's like do you see that yeah, is it like yeah it's, your... it's like flashing in and out once in a while yeah it's making me want to have a seizure <laughs> i feel like if i unplug it i don't know if it'll ever come back Oh, okay. Should I do it? Should I just go for it? <laughs> I mean, really, what's the worst thing is going to happen? It's either that or everybody gets to watch me have a seizure. See, now it's going <laughs> to stop. All right. So those of you guys listening, guess what? Technology problems, even for the IT guy. Um, no, that's that's pretty rad, man, that, you, that, that you're an engineer. And um, it's funny you say the thing about, like, I don't have the personality for it. Because that's one of those things that a lot of people on YouTube always um, when they start, you know, that they, they think that you have to have some like crazy boisterous personality or something like that. And realistically, like that's not the case. Like you can be yeah, whoever true. you are, you know that's what I mean? True. Yeah. There's definitely and more and more. Yeah. More and more. I'm realizing that's, that's really why people will subscribe to you. It's like when, you know, if you go back and look at the videos that earned the most subscribers, it's usually one of the videos that was just off the cuff just kind of like a random thought and uh, yeah. whereas like the ones that I, you know, I generally hide behind a script um, mm -hmm. and make sure there's like no errors and everything's like, you know, as perfect as it can be. That's the those engineering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those don't necessarily <laughs> do Yeah. They don't do, or they don't necessarily do any better than, you know, like a, a more organic video. I don't know. I haven't figured out the algorithm. <laughs> when I when I first started YouTube, like I thought I had to be like super put together and serious. So like my channel intro video is like the very first video I posted, and it, and it's like I'm Robert. I'm gonna make mountain bike videos. Thank you for coming by, and please like and subscribe. You know, like kind of like. And then I think it was like my second or third video. I I like got these uh, these parts that you could like put a bottle cap, like bottle opener on your your bike or like a beer beer cap on your bike and of course i was drinking while i was doing it so like i had a little buzz and then it was like i really was just acting like me yeah and that was the one that just that kind of resonated you know where, where like what you were just saying and and it made me realize it was like dude just be whoever you are and like it is what it is you know yeah and yeah so there's yeah it, it's kind of crazy the way the whole thing goes yeah, you picked up a YouTube channel during COVID. I picked up Rubik's cube and and a three D printer, and that's been <laughs> like you think you're a dork being a, an engineer. Try being a forty five year old guy doing a Rubik's cube like constantly. <laughs> hey man, I just oddly oddly enough, I just picked it up over the uh, winter break. It's my nieces yeah. and nephews. They're like, you know, they got it. They have it. Like they just know how to do it now. 
So I was like, yeah. oh, I'm an engineer. How hard, how, how hard can this be? So I picked right. it up and like seven hours later, I like finally like solved my first one after like rewinding a YouTube video a thousand times. <laughs> Were you watching the JPerm one? I was. I was. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's like the first hit. And honestly, it's a really good video. So yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I used as well. Um, now I'm at the point where I have like one of the Bluetooth ones that like keeps my stats for me. And I'm just uh, like for a long time, I think when I first started, I wanted to get under like two minutes because there was this Mike Boyd video. I think that's what he was shooting for. You ever watch that channel? No. It's this dude who just like learns how to do shit, man. And he times oh, how yeah. long it takes him. Oh, so it'll be yeah. like, I want to learn how to rip a phone book in half. And then and it'll be like, it took me, you know, a total of six hours to figure this out. And so he did it on a Rubik's Cube too. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to get under two minutes. And then when I got there, it was like, I want to get under a minute. Wait, wait, so is it, is it, it, there's a blue, there's like something in it, encoders that are tracking every movement in the cube. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's pretty so sweet. like, so <laughs> it'll give you a scramble and then you can do the scramble which actually I never used to do before I started using the apps, but it really helps. Um, it helps you like kind of get your finger dexterity a little better. Oh, and then, um, and then basically once you start, like, I guess, I don't know what the real rules of Rubik's cube are, but I think that like, once you finish the scramble, according to these apps, it seems like you have like a 14 second window where you're allowed to like, look at the cube and kind of like make your plan. Uh -huh. And then after that, the timer starts. Or if you start moving it, the timer starts. Gotcha. And then as soon as you solve it, then it then it's got your, you're like, all right, now you know. And then being the engineer, I mean, I, I have the similar personality. Then you get to look at the stats, right? Like how long <laughs> did it take you to do the first level? How long did it take you to do the second level? How much idle time did you have? How many moves per second were you doing? And then it's just like down the rabbit hole. It's just like mountain bikes, man. That's just Strava. Yeah. That's just Strava in Rubik's Cube form. You yeah. Know? yeah, it is, dude. <laughs> it's, it's Rubik's Strava. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> that's funny. I, I appreciate it just because of the amount of technology that's packed into that. Like, ridiculous. Yeah. It's like a kid's toy, right? Yeah. But the thing about Although, it is, yeah. like, what I really like, or I think the reason that I picked it up originally during COVID was like, you know, we're all sitting around, just sitting on our phones, like playing some freaking like clicky game on there or whatever. Right. And I was like, man, I could do something better with my time that I feel like is like somehow productive. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's where it was like, OK, well, I've always like wanted to know how to do that. So let's learn it. And yeah. then now it's more like I like it because it's just really something tactile. And when mm -hmm. you're doing that, you really can't pay attention to anything else. Sure. You know? And Honestly, as a guy with ADD, that's like invaluable. You know, yeah. like you're, you're actually there's there, you could there there's an essay to be written here about the parallels between Rubik's cube and mountain biking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. When you're when you're biking, you're in the flow state, right? You can't pay attention to anything else, and yeah. it's very tactile. And um, I don't know. Yeah, that's, no, that's off that's off the deep end there. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm with you, man. I'm totally with you. I um it like I just made a comment a minute ago about being ADD and like one of the things that like led me to realize, and that was, that was what was going on was um, I, my son was getting diagnosed. So I'm at the doctor's office with him. Right. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, yeah, people with ADD, they tend to do, like do things for fun that like really take their mind to a spot where they can't think about anything else. And I'm like, this is almost word for word, ex- like how I explain why I like skiing. You know, like, yeah. and then I was like, holy shit, man. And then every like symptom that they were like, this is what he should be doing. I'm like, yeah. And then there was a point in the, in the appointment where they're like, yeah. So like one of his parents probably have it. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much sure I know who that is. <laughs> That's so, funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think on your channel, you're, you, you do a little bit of everything. You got some mountain bike going on there. You got some, some gravel, some road. Like I, I see Dude. a bunch of different bikes behind you. What's your, anything with two wheels? That's the, that's the passion or. That's what it's become, man. Like, um, cause that's how I, I grew up. Like just riding any, any different kind of, I never felt, you know, I never put myself into a box. I was never a roadie. I was never mm-hmm. a pure mountain biker. I was never a, a fixie guy. Remember that era, Fixies? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, um, there's a lot of channels that, you know, when I first started, I was thinking, all right, gravel's big right now. I'm into gravel right now. Let's make a gravel channel. But like right away, I was like, I, I can't do content about only gravel because I have all these other interests. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I distinctly remember putting out like a, my first like MTB specific video and like mm-hmm. I was worried that like oh people are gonna say oh hey that's not your brand man you you should stick to gravel, but I, I never got any of that um, probably because the channel wasn't big enough and you know I was still at the point where you know first six months you can experiment and do anything you want because you don't really have a brand yet, mm-hmm. um, not that I do now but I I think the point of all that is just to say like yeah I, I specifically try and just I don't hide any of my interests when it comes to bikes like I did a mm-hmm. I think I did like one of those like crappy like fold up e-bike things once because yeah. company yeah company sent it to me I was like I can make a video about this and I'll see how far I can push it and I took it on like the Fullerton loop here I was trying to like mm-hmm. <laughs> ride mountain bike trails on this like little commuter e-bike thing but <laughs> and it, yeah it's ridiculous but it's all it's all fun so yeah there was a couple well, of channels to- like um, yeah go ahead you didn't brand yourself as a gravel channel, like by the bike sauce. That's kind of why I did biker as well. Like that way I can anything bike, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, there's this double-edged sword, right? Because you can't quote what's called niche down. Um, so you may not get as popular in a particular segment, but um, you know, that wasn't necessarily the goal. Like the growth of the channel wasn't my top priority. Um, I was just yeah. trying to basically have fun and, so that's this is what it I, became. There's old stuff. I have like vintage bikes over here. I've got like gravel bikes, mountain bikes. This this newest bike right here. This could be a hardtail. Um, so a little bit of everything. Yeah. How how long you been riding? When did you start? Uh, when I was four or five, I would I would say. So you've always been. Just always. Been <laughs> yeah, I've, I've ridden a bike my whole life. But you know, I mean that's. Maybe an exact, I mean, like a lot, most kids start riding a bike when they're young, right? Four or five, right. six, seven. Um, I think the difference for like you and me is, well, at least from, in my case, I just never stopped. And I feel yeah. like that's the thing. Like some kids, they lose interest. You go to high school, you start driving, you never come back to the bike. Um, but in my case, the bikes have been part of my life to some degree, you know, since then. Yeah. Yeah. I had a short window when I didn't ride. 
but um i think it was just like life was in the way you know like i went in the military and like, oh, okay it was like not only that but it was more like drinking beer and chasing girls was more fun and then it was like i got married and had kids and it was like there's a lot of shit going on here I ain't got no time for that you know and then whenever like things finally got to a point where i could start writing again then i did and yeah, um, but it was like in, in high school you know it was even though friends would drive and stuff like that like we all still rode like bmx and mm -hmm. then I had like other friends that were mountain bikers that I would ride with on the weekends. And so yeah. definitely like crossed that bridge that you were talking about where like, I think a lot of people like they ride when they're, you know, like you said, like in their grade school years. And then as soon as it's like, mom can drive me to where I want to go and um, whatever, then it's like the bike just goes like collects dust or whatever, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for me, yeah. I, like I worked in bike shops all through high school and college. So that, you know, even if I was in college and, you know, whatever, partying, whatever, yeah, studying, yeah. partying, you know, get, I was busy in college, but still having that connection to to bikes, yeah. to work and, you know, group rides and shop rides and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think that played a big part in like keeping it going into, quote, adulthood, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. What would do you do you have like one that you think is like your primary kind of like what you do the most? Dude, I can't like people have asked me that before. Like, re like really, yeah. like what are you? What are yeah. you? I'm like, I I don't know. I'm I'm not even like, like yeah, there's not even really anything. Like I grew up like most kids riding BMX, right? Yeah. Watching X Games, like that was my number one goal in life. I have to get to the X Games. Um <laughs> I took almost no steps to achieve that goal, but it like it was cool to think about going to X Games. Yeah. So it was BMX all through, you know, middle school, high school, uh, and then of course in high school, like mountain biking became cool. So we started riding mountain bikes, and uh, probably actually up until I was in my mid twenties, maybe late twenties, I was just really just BMX mountain bikes, and for a while it was purely mountain bikes, uh, and then you know I got married and. Most of my brothers-in-law, they were all rode, rode, they rode, mm -hmm. they rode road bikes, and so yeah. I just wanted to be a part of it. So, you know, I I got uh, drawn, I would say, drawn into road bikes, just like in an effort to be social. Um, mm -hmm. That was a that was a tough transition because, you know, I, I bought a used road bike, started riding it in baggies and flats. And then like soon, oh, it was a clipless pedal. It's because you're a little bit more efficient. And then, oh, I'm getting like some chafing, but I don't want to go full spandex. So I'd go, you know, like padded chamois under the baggies. And then, you know, before you know it, you know, 10 years later, full road bibs. and. Oh, my God. It happened. Huh? <laughs> it happened. Yeah. Um, I've been I'm, I'm still in the baggies and spandex like stage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I haven't crossed that yet, man. I don't it's, know if I will. I always said so, man, but somehow they're practical. Like the problem oh, is, God, yeah, I have I'm, some friends that mountain bike with bibs. They uh, just wear them like under their baggies. Yeah. And the way that they say like they like stay in place or whatever, like I I've like thought about it a couple of times and like, huh, that's interesting. You know? Yeah. And, 
Plus, I'm one of those guys whose ass cracks like always hanging out. I'm like, man, if I wore a bib, <laughs> like people wouldn't be looking at my ass crack all the time. That would be fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Then the yeah. spandex short, right? Like the biggest jump is going from baggies to the spandex shorts, right? Yeah. That's, the problem is that's... those shorts, they they just dig in, and like as you get older, you put on a few pounds. Now you're just like this. Dough. It's like dough, right? It just like squeezes in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it just happens no, to the best of us, right? Yeah, believe me, man. And I so, got plenty of dough. So <laughs> the transition to the bib was mostly just, I mean, it's just it's just suspenders if you think about it. It's suspenders yeah. for spandex, and so they're so much more comfortable. And um, and I'm I'm um, open about it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I fully made the transition to spend. Yeah, I mean you're out. You're out of the. You're out of the uh, the, the the closet as so that's to right. speak, with, yeah. with with the bibs, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a downhill. It's it's downhill from there, dude. I don't know where you go next, but <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So I what I do, I still don't go with the skin tight jerseys. Like I I I used to do that, but then I'm I was like, why? Like what? What purpose does the skin tight jersey serve other than to make you a little bit more aerodynamic and save like five seconds on like a two hour ride, you know? Right. So I'll do the bibs, but I'll put on like a casual shirt on top. That's that's yeah. my I found my sweet spot, basically. Yeah, I feel like I, I ride so much in mountain bike that like I don't feel like I'll get rid of the baggies on the on on the gravel bike even though like most of the time i'm pretty much riding a road ride like you know like <laughs> I, I just feel like i'm comfortable in that enough where i'm like yeah this is as far as this is going okay so, yeah so you found your like your equilibrium point <laughs> but i could see on the road bike going to like the roadie type shirt instead mm. of my loose baggy shirts just because um like they'll fl flap a lot or whatever, so you could get some chafing or. Oh. And they have those freaking pockets on the back, you know, where you can like just throw something in there real easy. Where yeah. like mountain biking, you stop a lot, so carrying a, a cliff bar or something in your pocket's not a big deal, right? Right. Yeah. You just stick your hand in there and freaking grab it, right? But like when yeah. you're on a road bike, you don't really like do brakes like you do on the mountain. At least I don't like as much. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I know what you mean. Yeah. Like you don't stop and dab and then you're like, oh, well, since I'm stopped, I can grab this cliff bar. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like, so having those pockets, maybe I just need to invent like a mountain bike shirt with pockets on the back. Pocket. Could be. I just need one. Your, yeah. <laughs> your next, that's your next thing. Uh, well, actually, interesting you say that. I've, I've been reluctant to go with the fanny pack, but recently I, I did it. I, I, I crossed that threshold too. Oh yeah, um, I fell down that rabbit hole a while ago. Because <laughs> it's, it's what, what got you to go into the fanny pack? Because of all the all the crap that I have to carry, and there's nowhere to put it. You know, like on on a gravel bike, I've always got a frame bag, like a handlebar bag, or like some type mm -hmm. of storage. But mountain bikes, I mean, I tried you know handlebar bag on the mountain bike, but it's just like it flops all over the place. Um, so you were just and, like carrying nothing. You were one of those dudes. Yeah, well, it used to be. Just used all your buddies' tools and shit. No, I mean I strapped shit to my frame. Like I got like, yeah, yeah. you know, tools, tube, everything I need to change a flat, like strapped to the frame. But yeah. then I still got like, you know, keys, phone, little snack or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
So, you know, as much as I hate to, well, I, I, you know, I don't hate to admit it, but the fanny pack, you know, is a little bit reluctant. Um, and I call it a fanny pack because that's what it is, right? Like companies now are trying to like call it a hip pack, yeah. which sounds a little we'll better. Be but yeah. dude, it, it's a, it's a fanny pack, man. <laughs> oh my God. I'm pull, I'm pulling the plug on this camera. We're going to see what happens. All right. It's freaking driving me crazy. Uh, is it coming back? Is the question. Oh shit. I think <laughs> I broke it. <laughs> oh man. That was just wrong. All right. So, um, so it's just a matter of, of you carrying around your stuff. That's what it really came down to. Yeah. I mean, for most of us, right? No one wears a fanny pack because it's stylish. <laughs> you wear it because right. it's practical. <laughs> right. For me, um, I, uh, oh my God, this thing's making me paranoid now. I'm like, if I close that, what's going to happen? <laughs> I still have, yeah, I still have audio and you're still live. It's just black. Yeah, yeah. I think I just need to restart my OBS here. And then once that <clears> happens, <throat> I'll be golden. I'll be able to redo everything. It'll be amazing. Until then freaking stream yard is going to go nuts but um at least i don't have to watch the thing blinking anymore so <laughs> for me like the fanny pack doesn't really have to do with carrying anything other than water because i i strapped everything to the bike like what you were saying uh -huh. and uh but um oh my god it didn't work but for whatever reason um i just can't carry enough water when it gets super hot right and i don't want to carry a, a camelback so that's kind of, Oh, I got it. <laughs> nice. So, so, um, yeah. So for me, it, it was really, it was kind of like going down that road. Like I strapped everything. It, I got a hardtail is when it, where it started. Mm -hmm. And then I'd go on these hard, these rides. And I was like, man, I don't really need to carry all this like extra stuff. You know, I can just carry this two water bottles and, and, and I'll be good. And then I got used to like not wearing a bag. And I was like, well, I don't want to wear a bag ever. Now, you know, like, yeah. like before there was no way I would leave the house with the bag. And now I'm like, how, like, I'm avoiding the bag as much as possible before I leave the house, you know? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then, so basically then when I, I didn't want to wear a bag anymore and it, I, I, I must've started this in like spring or something like that, where it wasn't super hot. Yeah. And then by the time it rolled around to summer, I was like full on into like not wearing a bag. <laughs> then it's like, okay, well, how can I get more water? Yeah. So I use this Lab Austro hip pack. It's just for like, it's basically only for water bottles. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have a bladder. Because for me, like the ones with the bladder, it just ends up being like too heavy. And it's like mm -hmm. all this stuff. So it's always like you're, you're like fighting this battle to like keep it in the right spot or it's like sagging down. And yeah. like um, with the water bottle one, it's like, I just have the two bottles in there. It does have a little pocket in the middle, but usually I don't have anything. In, if I have anything in there, it's like stickers or maybe a cliff bar or something like that. But mm -hmm. yeah. um, well, then on on bigger rides, I still use like a Camelback. I still go back full backpack if it's yeah. going to be like a really long ride, <clears throat> um, which actually becomes more convenient because you just dump all your stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, I'm so anti backpack now. Like even on the big rides. <laughs> Uh -huh. What I do is um, I, I can put, carry four bottles, so like two on the bike, two in the fanny pack. And then, and that's almost the same as like a big hydration pack. Yeah. And then the other thing I do is I, I have, there's like a little bag by Sawyer that has a water filter on it. Oh. That you can like just 
dip in a lake or a river or a creek or whatever and and get water clean water that way and i've ha- i've used that on some like big epic rides up in tahoe uh-huh. but for the most part like four water bottles I, I can make it through a day or i'll like plan a route where i'm like coming back by the car and i can only then i can only have to worry about carrying two and i can yeah. swing by the car and grab some more water you know or something like that so sure yeah 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 yeah, it's funny. Cool, cool. Funny how it is. Like I never thought that I would wear a hip pack, let alone get rid of the the mountain the bag. Because I used to be like one of those guys that had everything. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like pulling the kitchen sink out of my bag. Like, oh yeah, I got one of those. You know, like yeah. so many tools and parts for things. It was like, why am I? I'm like carrying a garage. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's an art form to like plan out exactly what you think you might need. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's an I art form for sure. I definitely went way overboard. I, I I was like, I got this like mirror in there in case I'm like stranded in the woods and I can like send <laughs> signals to airplanes and shit. Like, oh dude, freaking first aid kit, you know, enough to like do do brain surgery with and shit. It was ridiculous. <laughs> now funny. I'm so oh it's so much it's so much nicer. And it's funny though, like I have that uh that one up EDC tool, you know what I'm talking about? The one that about? goes right in the stem? Yeah, but the I have the pump as well because I feel like I always like to have air. And yeah. and and I feel like those like CO2 canisters is like some days like, you might only need one, but some days you might yeah. need six. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I have the the EDC tool that slides into the pump. So it's the same tool that goes into the headset. And uh oh, okay. It doesn't have a lot of tools in it, but honestly, man, out of, I've used the hell out of that thing over the last like year or so that I've had it. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of a time where I've really run into something that there, there may be like one or two times that like, because the tool's so small, maybe it didn't reach into what I needed to get to, Yeah, you know, but otherwise like, it's never like made me have to call home, you know, like call yeah. somebody or like, you know what I mean? Right, right. If the mic was screwed up enough that I had to walk out, it didn't have anything to do with what tools I have, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. That's it's cool. Yeah, crazy. my buddy Brian just got me that tool uh, for for Christmas, and I, I put it in the high towers. Like, and now I feel like somehow I feel like the bike is like lighter, but it's totally not. Yeah. But like, there's just less stuff, you know, strapped to it now. Yeah. And so it totally, you know, lightens the burden of like carrying tools and stuff, which is cool. Yeah, it will only be a matter of time till you're 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 like setting that up on all your bikes. That's what I end up doing. I, I like yeah. the pump like mount on yeah. both my mountain bikes, and I just grab the pump, change to the other bike. Right, right. That's cool, man. So, um, on your channel, you had a review that you did on this uh, Black Heart uh, bikes. It's a gravel yeah. bike. Like a, mm-hmm. like a map, like a road bike inspired to be a gravel bike. Yeah. And I, it's totally t- titanium. I've had my eye on a titanium bike for a long time. And that one really speaks to me because the way they explain it about being like a road bike that can do gravel, uh-huh. like as much as I want to be a gravel rider, I'm really a road biker with a, with a gravel bike that, you oh, know okay. what I mean? Like, yeah, like most right, of the so time you ride. Road, you ride road and mountain, but not gravel. Is that right? I do ride gravel, but it's not as much as I'd like it to be. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like here, I'll, I'll give you the, the really short version. 
I I never wanted to be on a road bike ever. Like there was zero part of me that wanted to do that. But like you get older and you gain weight and you're like, how can I burn more calories? And mm-hmm. in Sacramento, it was flat as hell. So it was like 15 miles to work. I was like, dude, I can ride to work in like an hour. This is not a big deal, but I'm not doing that on a mountain bike. So right. I went out and bought a single speed, like a, a fixie with like a flip-flop up, right? So bought that and I'm like, oh, this is it, dude. I'm freaking riding to work and back like 30 some miles a day. Like, this is great. Burning extra calories, getting stronger. And yeah. um, all was fine and dandy. I wasn't a road ride, road biker, right? I was a commuter. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Let's get this straight. Yeah. And then uh then I got the lady doing it with me. And um, next thing you know, she's like, she got into a car accident. So she stopped mountain biking and she was only doing road. And then oh. so she starts climbing and doing all this. And it's like to a certain extent, I'm pretty strong. Like I could ride the single speed and get away with it. But there was a point where I was like, okay, I need yeah. gears if I'm gonna ride with her, right? <laughs> and I was like, I'm not buying a road bike, I'll buy a gravel bike though. Like that, like, okay, okay. That fits in there, right? Gotcha. So it's your resistance to road. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, I'd say for like, man, I've had that gravel bike for a couple of years more. I would say if I had that thing for three years, probably two and a half years, it had slicks on it. You know what I mean? Like, like I would like in my mind, I'd be like, Oh yeah, I'll throw the gravel tires on whenever I'm going to do a gravel ride. What really, (laughs) really happens is I'm like, Oh, there's slicks on the gravel bike and that's too much effort to move it. So I'm just going to go mountain biking. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Like, Interesting. So, sounds like, sounds like you're, um, sounds like you're a roadie. I'm, I'm not though, man. I'm not. <laughs> I put the gravel tires back on. So I'm like, <laughs> so that way I could like, like solidify the fact that I am a gravel yeah. rider, but, yeah. um, <laughs> well, so the, the, the black heart. So the thing with bikes, like, Okay, if you ask a non-cyclist anything about a bike, they're like, isn't a bike just a bike, right? Like my wife right. used to say, a bike's just a bike. Why do you need, you know, 10 or however many, right? Right. All Actually, she still, say, yeah, she still says that. Um, yeah. But, but it's hard to explain in, unless you've ridden a bunch of them, right, that a bike is not a bike. And like mountain biking, of course, you got cross-country, whatever, trail, enduro, downhill. And there's this whole spectrum of mountain bikes it's the same thing with gravel bikes um, and, and they just kind of span from like pure road up until like an XC bike. Right. And so they, they right. fill that whole, whole void. And so the, the black heart bike, they, they're calling it an all road bike. Um, and all road is, is like, I think it's becoming like an industry term for gravel <laughs> bike. Like that's like country more, for road bikes. Yeah, yeah. It's like more <laughs> leaning towards road. Um, but it's got some off-road capabilities. And when I rode it, it definitely felt like a road bike. I mean, if you look at the geometry, you know, it's, it's pretty, the head tube's pretty, you know, vertical. Um, it's not real slack. It, it rides very much like a road bike. Um, the titanium is nice. It's, it's hard to describe the titanium road feel, right? I don't know if you've ridden a titanium frame before. Um, no, but I'm, all, I'm one of those guys that picks his cars by how they look. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you just like how the black heart looks no that's yeah that's totally I like valid. how titanium looks that's what gotcha. i'm saying there. yeah okay yeah, yeah. Gotcha. no i mean it it, it uh, look if i were to ride like an aluminum frame steel frame titanium carbon all back to back i think if i'm being honest with myself i'd have maybe some trouble like getting all four out of four right 
I feel like carbon, you can definitely tell, and like cheaper aluminum, you can definitely tell. But titanium is a little bit in the middle. It's very, very responsive, but somehow it just like kind of takes the edge off all that sort of high frequency chatter, which is yeah, why it works pretty well as a gravel bike frame material. I think um, it's mm -hmm. just so damn expensive. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was a great bike to ride. I couldn't ride it as like confidently as say my diverge. And I think that that all just comes down to geometry, um, mm -hmm. which is crazy. Cause when you, when you look at like the charts, you, you look at, Oh, this, you know, one degree difference in head tubing or five millimeters yeah. difference in trail. Dude, that makes those make all those little changes make a huge difference in how the bike rides. So. Um, yeah. It's unbelievable. I, I, um, I don't know the voodoo behind all of that, but I mean, I've had the same conversation with friends, whether we're talking about road or mountain or anything, it's like, dude, they will change, you know, something by a millimeter. And, and it, it's like, wow, this bike is actually better. You know, like, yeah. I don't know how the hell that is, you know, or like <laughs> a degree or a half of a degree. And you're like, this right. doesn't make any sense to me. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. but yeah. yeah. Well, one way to look at it, and, and I started thinking about this recently, if you think about like every possible modern bike in existence right now, you just take the head tube, for instance, what's the range? Like the slackest of the slack bikes go down to like, what, 63 degrees yeah, maybe? maybe? Yeah, maybe. And like left. the most aggressive of the aggressive road bikes maybe go to like 72 degrees or 73 maybe. So we're talking about 10 degrees difference. It, just talking about head tube angle, that's the difference between like a race road bike versus like the most slack enduro bike, 10 degrees. So if yeah. you put it that way, then yeah, a degree actually may make a pretty big difference within those 10 degrees. Yeah, that makes that's a good way to look at it. That, that is a yeah. really good way to look at it. Huh. Like chainstay length is another one, right? Like the most tucked of all tucked chainstays. <laughs> like like 420 millimeters 425 ish and you go out to like the super long haul truckers like like the surly that they have that super long rear end those that might go to like oh, i forgot the number but 450 460 you're talking like maybe four centimeters in total of difference between the most tucked versus the longest rear end out yeah. there so when you're talking about changes of three or four millimeters you know in the as a percentage of the total range of chainstay length available, it's actually a pretty big change. Yeah. Damn engineers, man. Freaking everybody, everybody's Nerd. sitting in traffic right now. The freaking mind just. <laughs> nerd. Yeah. Yeah. I can no, see it in no, the chat. Totally, nerd. Totally nerd. makes sense though. Um, yeah. 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 It, it's definitely, um, it's interesting. It's really interesting how that goes, you know, and it's one of those things like, like I'm a big Santa Cruz fan. I, I've had the Bronson for a couple different versions. And every time you get on like the new one and you're like, wow, okay, this does handle better. This does do this better. And you, and you always think to yourself, like, how are they going to possibly make this better? Right. Like right. there has to be like a point that it just stops. They're like, you know what? We can't do shit to the frame anymore. You know what I mean? Like, but it doesn't seem like that happens. You know, it's like, oh my God. It's like, how is this like 
I mean, the bike's been around for so freaking long. You think they would have got there by now. You know what I mean? Where they're like, nope, nothing else we can do. (laughs) I think um, if we're being honest, I I think we already passed that point. I think we passed it maybe once or twice. And just the industry just keeps circling back. Yeah. Like, um, what's a good example? I just had like a bunch of examples I could rattle off, but. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I think, specialized... good, I think gravel yeah, this, is one of them. Just exactly, to be, yeah. like, to be general. I mean, a gravel bike is essentially a mountain bike from the 1990s with drop That's bars, right. right? That's what everybody yeah. says. I mean, it's like, it's really not, but it's very close. Yeah, right? it's close enough. And it's close enough they, we can have that conversation. Yeah, they found yeah. a way to, like, rebrand it and make some, you know, minor changes that makes it a little bit different. But, yeah, gravel bikes, like so many people hate gravel bikes just because of that fact, right? It's like something that already happened being sold to you as new, right? Yeah. Or like, let's just say like oval chain rings versus biopace in the 90s. It was yeah. oval as well. Just the timing was different. And, <laughs> exactly. You know, like, like, yeah, it was like, that was like the big thing at the time, man. I was like, dude, you got to get this thing. And then like a couple years later, like, no, that fucks up your knees. Don't ever do oval. You know, and then like 10 years later, they're like, no, let me tell you about something new we came up with. Right, you know? right. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Suspension on gravel bikes is now like becoming a thing. Rear suspension yeah. in addition to front. And I just think it's a little, I don't know. I think it's a little bit ridiculous. I feel like you're going too far. Like you might as well get yeah. an XC bike, right? <laughs> that's that's they make us yeah, make a sticker out of that and put it on all the gravel bikes, you know. Yeah. Just get well, an it's XC ones bike. with full suspension, you know. Yeah. It's like, dude, that's just too much, man. You're like, you're you're pushed like yeah. I, I mean, I did the same thing with my hardtail. I like put fat like like plus tires on it and cush core on it, and I upgraded the fork to 140 from like 120, and I'm like, dude. Aside from putting a shock on it, I pretty much put a shock on it. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like at that point, I was like, you know what? Just buy a short travel freaking squishy bike, mm-hmm. and then be happy with it. And and that's yeah. what I did. So, yeah. But well, yeah, the industry, yeah, the industry knows that anyone who seriously gets into cycling is, you know, upgrade itis, upgrade itis. Um, if that's that's not a word, upgrade itis is a thing that like all it's of us a, experience, right? Yeah, I mean, people people claim to just oh, I just want to ride, just give me the bike. I don't ever. The people who say you know ride upgrade, you know what is it? Ride upgrades, don't buy upgrades. Yeah, I don't buy it. You know, like if you're a cyclist, you like to tinker, you like to upgrade stuff, and you like the best equipment yeah. for the job. Um, that's the best part about getting your like your significant other into riding it doesn't really have anything to do with spending time with them it's like oh i can buy more bike parts and now <laughs> i can be like oh this is for your bike babe <laughs> like i just bought used the carbon wheels that's funny <laughs> you can like vicariously live through their bike <laughs> right yeah yeah and 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 i used to like battle with myself about that like you know i'm not i'm not the strongest rider therefore i don't need the, the best gear um, and I, you know, I always generally, you know, believe that you should ride the, the equipment should match your skill level, right? You should earn your upgrades as you go. Yeah. And I was, you know, kind of like, kind of a snob about that for a long time. Um, but lately, you know, whatever, 
Like if you got the money and you want to buy an S works and you're, it's your first ride out. Try, I try not, I try to judge less because you know, they're out there, they're riding a bike yeah. and that's, that's all that really matters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you there. I think that, um, there's probably a point of diminishing return, especially as a new person. Mm-hmm. Um, like I wouldn't like urge a new person to get an S works bike, but I mean, if they fucking have money falling out their ass and they feel like doing it, yeah, go for it, man. You know? Um, but I think it's like, it, it really comes down to, to this for me. Like you could like build a whole house with a hammer. Right. But like, there's some other way, like it would be nice if you had a, a tape measure and you didn't have to draw lines on your hammer. You know what I mean? It would be nice if you had like, man, that would be cool if I had like a belt that had a little pouch and it could carry some nails in it instead of like having them in my hand or, you know what I mean? Like, like there's yeah, yeah. A, like, you get the right tools for what you're doing and, and, um, it, it may not like make you a better builder, right? You know, you get all those things doesn't mean you can build the house well, but like, at least it'll make, it'll make it like as, as like efficient as it could be or something like that. You know, yeah. like my, my, uh, my wife, she's really into cooking and, and like earlier when you were saying, man, a bike's a bike or your, your wife says a bike's a bike. Like, like with my wife, she's like, there's like fucking a bunch of different knives in there to me. Every knife is a knife. Like you can chop everything with that fucking thing, right? <laughs> and to her, she's like, "No, this works for this. This works for that. This works for that." Same thing with yeah. her pot, you know. She's like, "Oh no, this thing sears so good, and then this thing does this so good." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay." All I heard was like you explaining like access to me or something. You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> this is how you're justifying it. I get it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's funny. But, but yeah, it's the tools, man. You know? Yeah. It's the it's same for yeah. bikes. Yeah, it's the same for bikes. Where it's hard to, to ex- it's just hard to explain because they're expensive. <laughs> yeah. And 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 to be honest, a lot of them look alike, right? Yeah. You see two bikes next to each other that look similar to the untrained eye, like like why do you have both of those? Just use one. But for yeah. us, it's like, no, this is so different. Yeah. They're two different, two different experiences. No, man, it's hundred percent, man. I mean, it's just like but I mean, that's the that's the person that doesn't do it, right? You know what I mean? Like yeah. if aliens landed here, and you, you put all of our races in a row, they're like, "Oh, those are humans," you know? Yeah. <laughs> like they're not like, "Oh, that's an Asian guy. That's that's an African American guy. That's you know right. what I mean?" Like they don't see that, you know? So right, it's the same thing. So it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely interesting, you know? Because I mean, I can see your garage here. You got you know a couple frames in, in the background, a couple of bikes with all their parts on them, and like yeah. your garage looks like mine, where you know people walk in and they're like, "It's like a bike shop in here," and I'm like, "They're like, what do you have all these things for?" And I'm like, "Well, that's for this, that's for this, <laughs> that's for this. That one over there is like the one that I take the dog running with, and like I don't care <laughs> if it gets stolen if we go to the bar, you know." Yeah. And it's like, like, yeah. yeah, they all have a purpose, you know. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, it's funny, funny how that happens. You know, I never like for a long time. You know, I was always like, I only had one bike. It was a mountain bike. That's all I did. You know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, we're, I was the same way. Like I, I j- all I need is one mountain bike and one road bike, and I'm good. Yeah. And somehow, <laughs> <laughs> somehow it's like a bike shop in here now. Yeah. I Which secretly, that, yeah, go ahead. Like you, you could fall down that like multiple bike thing, even in the same discipline, though, where it's like I have a short travel mountain bike and like a longer travel mountain bike now. 
And God, dude, like the thought of not having them both now, <laughs> that irritates me. Like, you yeah. know, to think like, like before it was like, I need a bike that does everything like a one single quiver bike. And, right. but man, having a short travel bike for the rides that that's good for is way better. You yeah. know what I mean? Right, and right. yeah, I can do some super technical shit on my short travel bike. Like I can ride all I've done it because I'm stupid, but like it is not as enjoyable. Right. <laughs> it's just not, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, funny, funny how that all plays out. <laughs> so how long have you been doing the channel now? So since like beginning of 2020, something like that, or no, August, August of 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so coming up on no past two years, um, almost two and a half years, I guess. Um, on, man. Yeah, and the goal at the time was one video a week, um, because I thought that was reasonable, and yeah. it has been. You know, it, it, at first I thought no, I can definitely do two or three videos a week, but like I made it a point to only put out one, um, partially because sustainability. Like I felt like I wanted this thing to last a long time. Um, And I also feel like to some degree, you know, quality over quantity. You know, if I spend more hours on one video and it does well, then next time people come back, they can expect the same thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but aside from a couple of weeks here and there has been one video a week since August, 2020. Right on, man. Yeah. That's tough to do, man. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Sound like a lot, but um, when you have a full time job and a family and kids and <laughs> a thousand yeah. other responsibilities, it can um, you know the weekend creeps up on me every week, and it's like oh shit, I didn't, I haven't done enough editing or the video's not ready or I need more B roll. Um, happens yeah. every week, but somehow I managed to um, get something out almost every the thing, week. So. The thing that I found out that has helped me with that and i'm definitely like nowhere an expert by any means but um the longer you do it the more b-roll that you have you know and it's like so now i'm at this point where i have you know four years or what five years of of video where i'm like oh i know i took some drone footage up in this area that i'm doing this video on back then i can use that like even though i forgot my drone this time or my battery was dead or whatever the fuck happened you know it's like now you can like fall back on that. So yeah, that's oh, that's some that's some wisdom right there. I'm, I I, uh, I grapple with that because sometimes I'll go back and 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 re- recycle some clips, and and part of me is like, oh shit, are they gonna notice? <laughs> are yeah. they gonna know that this is old footage? Um, I used to fight it, myself with yeah. that a lot too, just because I felt like all the footage for this video needs to be new footage. Yeah, yeah. you know. But if you watch like like, do you watch Seth? Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, for sure. If you if you're if you watch all of his videos, his B roll he uses a lot. Like it'll cycle. pop up and like like you'll be like, oh, I remember that. Like you might not uh-huh. remember where it came from, but you're like, I know I've seen this. Like hundred <laughs> percent, I've seen this. Yeah, you know, or it'll be like little clips of like he'll be talking about, yeah, we did some some rock crawler stuff, and there's like those, those clips are coming from the he didn't go out and film it again. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and well, um, that's. I don't think it takes away from the video necessarily, you know? Yeah. I think as long as it makes sense, you know? And yeah. it, for me, it's been really fun to be able to, cause I do a lot of like trail videos. And um, so for me, it's fun to be able to be like, yeah, when I used to do this climb, 
it would take me, you know, 15 minutes and now I can put in a cut real quick of me being like stopped in the middle of the climb. Like, Oh my God, this sucks. You know? And it's like, (laughs) there it is, you know, like there it's happening, you know? And so, uh, um, it's pretty rad. I used to tell people that I didn't care about my old footage at all. Like Mm -hmm. if it all got deleted, big deal. And, um, just within like the last six months, I ended up signing up for like Backblaze and like like decided like I need to back up everything because uh-huh. if I lose all this footage, I'm I'm gonna be unbelievably upset. Like I, it wouldn't <laughs> kill the channel. It would definitely definitely just take away a lot of like a lot of film that I have. You know, yeah. a lot of a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, it takes away that safety cushion, right? You, you're kind of on the hook for everything again. Yeah, yeah, you got to build it all back up. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy. So, how did you go about learning how to edit? Just freaking YouTube? <laughs> uh, no, I I used to make like, I, they, they call me the family historian mm-hmm. because I'd always have a camera, like just on family ski trips, I'd always have the GoPro out or whatever and make little edits here and there that I would share with just the family. Um, using like you know iMovie or whatever so I always yeah. kind of had like the concept of putting a video together um, the tricky part for me was trying to learn how to edit for YouTube specifically which means like <clears throat> the whole point of, you know every, everything just has to hold the audience attention like the way you edit should be such that the, the viewer doesn't want to click away at any point. Like that's been the goal. Um, it's really hard. Like I'm not great at it, but that's at least where my mind is now, like how to edit mm-hmm. for, um, for retention, um, which is yeah. hard. Like there's, I, I can't do it yet, but that's, that's just where my mind is now. So that's what I'm trying to learn. Technically, like I understand how to do everything as far as like how to put in audio and sync audio from different sources and all that. And, you know, lighting and, and all that kind of stuff. I, basic YouTube knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I would never say, like, I I never sat down and, like, quote, learned how to edit. It's just kind of on the fly. You watch mm-hmm. an old video, like, oof. Like, anytime I watch an old video, it's like, oh, dude, that was awful. So yeah, try and, like, correct whatever whatever I thought was awful in the last video. I'll try and correct in the next one and so forth. So it's a very iterative process. Yeah, I always think my last video is my best one. Yeah. You know, yeah, I feel the same. And then if I go back and watch like my favorite video from last year, I will like hate it because I'll yeah. be like, oh, I could have cut there. Oh, I should have put B roll in. Oh my God. That's out of <laughs> like the audio. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like everything that you've learned in that year, all of a sudden yeah. now that you're critical of, you're like, yeah. Doesn't it make you wonder like how you got your first thousand subscribers? Oh, you're yeah. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> Just the, the 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 generosity of those people, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, uh... the first subscriber that I got that I didn't that wasn't one of my friends, I thought was like a, a troll. I was like, "There's oh. no way, there's <laughs> no way somebody's following me." And the guy was like, "You know, dude, that was awesome." And I was like, "This guy's pulling my leg." You know? <laughs> no, I yeah. think there's genuinely uh nice people who want to support you know there's supportive people out there and even though the video is not technically good i think maybe they see 
either some potential or they like something you said or they just like the vibe you give off and that's their way of telling you to you know make another one make the yeah, next keep one. going keep learning yeah. yeah that's the thing i try to tell people is like dude when i started my channel like i had zero <laughs> clue what i was doing you know what i mean like not at all like really the only camera that i ever used was on my phone you know what i mean like i never edited anything yeah. and so it was like I didn't even know like what a jump cut was or, you know, like voiceovers. What are you talking about voiceovers? I just stand <laughs> here in front of the camera and say this over and over again until I get it right. You know, like, like, yeah. um, so it, it's definitely, um, it's a learning process, but yeah. it's, it's interesting though. That's why I, I try to tell people is like, just get started. Now, I don't remember whose video. I feel like it was like a Jordan Boostmaster video uh -huh. I was watching before I started and that was his like number one advice was like just like start yeah like because you can overanalyze dude you can overanalyze it for months and years and like actually the biker.com website was another project that I just overanalyzed to death and yeah. um, it just so happened to work out to to be like the name of this channel you know or my channel so mm -hmm. um yeah, yeah, I think man. it's like there, there's baby an audience steps. for everyone. Yeah, know? there's an audience. Yeah. And it's baby steps, you know. You you can't improve upon something unless you do something, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I and mean most if people you watch, like mm -hmm. go ahead. Now it's gonna say most people will most people will claim that, you know, if the audio quality is good and the storytelling is good, it doesn't matter. Like you can shoot it on your phone. It's fine. Like, yeah. So it's not necessarily the quality of your gear or the fanciness of the production. It's, it's, it all comes down to the content and, and yeah, the narrative. Like if it's a how to, you know, like I do how to's and, and when I, when I record a how to video, my goal is to make it as short as possible um, while still covering all the pertinent details. Whereas like if it's a, if it's a ride video, you know, you try and create like a, <laughs> you try and create like a feeling or an emotion where yeah. versus if it's like a, like a review video, you know, your actual stream of consciousness, your like thought process is important. So like the, the type of video also dictates how you edit the video. Um, but ultimately I think it just comes down to the content. Like if it's a how, if it's a how to like, show me how to do it well and and be done with it and i think those those videos yeah. are generally pretty pretty successful yeah i think that's the, the key there is you know that's why I, when I was doing those 90 second reviews on my other channel for a while and hmm. um basically the reason was because a i hate filming reviews and b <laughs> i hate going to other people's channel and like clicking around for the first five minutes to figure out where they actually start talking about what i want to hear you yeah. know yeah and um I mean, some people have chapters, but not everybody. And, um, right. But yeah, it's just, it's just like, get to the point. Yeah. And I think that, um, there's probably a group of people that want to hit a certain time in their video, like length so that they can like monetize that video or whatever. Um. And, um, and I think that that's maybe why they add in a bunch of other crap. 
But I feel like, dude, even if that that one blows up and it's like not long enough to monetize, you're gonna get a shit ton of subscribers out of it. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, like so like let it be what it is and like make it the right length for what it should be and like move on, you know? And yeah. Yeah, I'm always like cutting stuff out. And it it always like if I had like unlimited amount of time to edit. I think ultimately it would just be this like nerdy term again, exponential. Like, you know, at first you got all this like fluff you can cut out and then the next edit, you know, you can cut out a little bit more then a little bit more here mm-hmm. and there. And it just kind of like eventually reaches this steady state value where like you can't cut anything. You can't cut any more fat. Otherwise you'll, it won't make sense anymore. Right. And ideally that's where I like try and get realistically. I probably get to like, you know, some most of the way fra- you know yeah some yeah. fraction in there but to me like walking away from an edit for a while that's been like the biggest the most important thing that i've learned over the past years like you know you're in the zone you're editing for like two or three hours straight the biggest ma- mistake that i've made is like as soon as i'm done with that clicking render and uploading because like if, yeah. you, if i walk away for a couple hours and come back to it i'm like oh my god i could i could cut out like another minute or, or, yeah, you know, or more, or like, oh, that didn't make any sense when I listened to that. Yeah, yeah. What I'll usually do is I'll make my my wife watch it, and oh, really? I can like watch her. I mean, I don't always, but a lot of times I will. Like if I if I, if I feel like there's like, hey, there's something that needs to happen here, you know. Like I'll have her watch it and then kind of see what her her like reactions are, and then also like mentally take like note of. Now I'm really like on the point, like or, or on the on the spot for this video, mm-hmm. and maybe I will look at it then in, in a different light as well. Like, man, I cut that spot right there to like too close. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Where it's like I just finished that sentence, and now there's no like natural pause in between that one and the next one because I like just cut the shit out of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. like uh, stuff like that. So yeah. And part of that's that is editing style too. Like your editing style is different from channel yeah. to channel. Funny you say you make your wife watch it. I I have made it a point. I'm not on purpose, but I I haven't I try and keep separation of of church and state, <laughs> so to yeah. speak. Like I don't I haven't told many friends that I have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Which is which most people would think is crazy. Like, dude, you're like out you've put yourself out in public but you won't even tell your family and friends and um and and i just haven't i don't know like i don't think my wife watches any of the videos <laughs> yeah um, i didn't think mine watched at all but she told she would like always tell me every time i would like be joking around about with my friends that uh she's like no i watch them and then so right. she rides mountain bike too you know what i mean she doesn't ride as much as i do and uh so i think like she gets the content you know yeah. And I think as a person that's not like she doesn't like watch YouTube like I do. Right. Like like when she goes out of town, which is a lot cuz how she how she what her job is. Uh-huh. Like I I might only watch YouTube the whole time that she's gone. You, you know what I mean? Like I <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. watching all kinds of different shit, but it's yeah. like I might only be watching YouTube the whole time. Where no, like her she's like definitely going to watch some show on, you know, hbo or whatever though you know like yeah, real, yeah. like regular sing- syndicated television i feel like so, that's pretty typical 
yeah so like for her to watch a youtube video of mine like she definitely looks at it as somebody that's like not really in the youtube scope like uh-huh. so she'll be like why were you talking so much at the beginning you know like like what is all this this is freaking annoying you know yeah. like <laughs> so, yeah so that's, that's it, it's good it's good i think it's good to have like a um some kind of like place that you can go ask for for like a, a third party view you know or yeah it's probably it probably is a smart idea to get that feedback but i mean we use like black mm-hmm. sometimes with the other con- creators too where it's like dude i'm stuck on this thumbnail like i i know it's not good but i can't come up with any other ideas you know and yeah that, that really helps it, it's right. it's nice to have other creators that understand because you could show your friend like two different thumbnails and they're like, yeah, they, those look sick. Right. Like they don't know what they're looking at in order to like really give you good advice. You know, you could just right. ask them like, which one would you click on? But right. um, they wouldn't be like, you know what? I think you should crop that out a little bit, bring that in, blur in the background and then Damn. use some more arrows, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and the Slack group, they're, they're really active. Like they'll, they'll take the time and, and help you out and like, offer you concrete suggestions which is really helpful yeah yeah it's it's a good group it's a good group so yeah the the funny thing of that um that guy that i was telling you about that was my first subscriber that that i thought was scamming me was uh he was actually a content creator and he's the one that helped him and i and one other person were the ones that like created that slack group originally so oh okay yeah it's funny how have you befriended any of your subscribers so no not like no. in like in person like in like real in life? life like are you do you hang out with any of them no i don't well yeah. I, unless you count my friends who found out that i had a channel <laughs> yeah but they were your friends already like, yeah yeah no because i don't i haven't done any like group rides or any any kind of like irl meetups yet yeah i haven't done it yet um you don't have I to I yeah. Nah. I mean, you, don't guilty. <laughs> you don't you definitely don't have to. Yeah. For me, like I'm like I think one of the big reasons of doing YouTube is just that I'm I'm a super super social person. Mm-hmm. And um so it's funny, like I have like a, the majority of my friends I've met through YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like I, I'm like, I've... what happened to the people that I used to hang out with before YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> What did I do to them? <laughs> yeah. Now, well, I I, yeah. I have like relationship with a lot of other creators like on, mm-hmm. on YouTube, um, but it's not, not so much subscribers. Yeah. I, it's been on my list of things to do to like put together a group ride. Um, yeah. The only issue that keeps coming up is like, what, what kind of ride? <laughs> is it going to be a mountain yeah. bike or gravel or like a vintage yeah. clunker ride, you know? Oh, maybe do a yeah, I mean, it's really up to you. Like, if that's what you want to like. When I first set up my Patreon, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do group rides," and I yeah. never do. Uh-huh. Like, it's just not really like I, I, I've done them in the past, and um, it's fun. It's really fun to like meet the people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it can be like challenging with um, like people's skill set. You know, so um you got to kind of weigh that out, you know, or yeah. like at least be prepared for it to be like 
the easiest ride that it could possibly be. And if everybody is better than that, then you can step it up as you go, you know? Yeah. 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 But, um, mountain biking is so, or biking in general, it's like so subjective, right? You know, like a short ride on a road bike for me is like 30 miles, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, like where some people are like, yeah, I went on a short ride. They're like 10, you know, yeah. or, or like, like a long ride on the road bike to me would be like 50 or 60 where somebody else's long ride might be a hundred. Right. You know? Yeah. And the same thing goes with like mountain biking where it's like, you know, like to me, I'm like, yeah, 4,000 feet of climbing. That's not too bad. You yeah. know? And some people that's are like, lot. dude, I never do 1500, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's good. You know, yeah. like that's the biggest day I've ever done, you know? And right. So, um, yeah, it's all, have, mm -hmm. it's very relative, you know? So yeah. how do you weigh that out? There's no way to weigh it out ahead of time. Yeah. We just have to make it, you have to make it clear, like the, the less, the more transparent it can be, the better. Cause then you'll attract yeah. the people who can hit those stats or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. How do you yeah, hit 4,000 feet? Um, how do you hit 4,000 feet in Sacramento? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously not in Sacramento. Um, no, okay. Basically, I mean, I ride up in Auburn a lot or oh, Tahoe okay. a lot in the, in the summertime, anything in the mountains in the summer, basically. Yeah. And then Auburn and there's some stuff in um, El Dorado. Let's just call it Folsom area. There are some other stuff that you can ride around there. Is there, um, is there, is Rockville still a thing out there? Yeah, yeah, I ride there frequently. I think a, a Rockville is like Rockville is like Sedona, where the miles don't and the elevation like doesn't add up to like how beat you are. <laughs> like you can be in, in 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 Sedona or Rockville, and you're like, oh my god, Whew, we went a long ways. My heart's like pounding. I'm freaking feeling smoked. And you look down, you're like two miles. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like two miles in Auburn, you're like not even the like you're halfway up the first climb you, you know like <laughs> i remember that so. about rockville specifically it's just um it kind of feels like a kind of like a bike park sort of um, yeah. just like the network of trails but it's a lot of like like quick ups quick downs quick ups quick downs yeah and th those will those will beat you up pretty fast yeah especially when it's like challenging that is a place that i like to do um or that i've done group rides in the past Oh, okay. Because there's so much variety and it's so small that yeah. it's like you can real quick like, oh, everybody handled that. Okay, well, we can go over to this trail. It's a little step up or we can stay here or like at any yeah. given point, like people are tired. It's like, oh, it's like a mile to get back to the car. It's not like you're seven right. miles out and now somebody just shit, like shit the bed, you know? Like, yeah. Okay, <laughs> that, that dude bonked and we're fucked, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's pretty pretty fun there so i like that place so and then i mean in the basically the way i explain it is like in the in the winter i'm riding everything down in the valley from like san jose like demo kind of stuff or uc or um santa rosa annadale or napa or Oak, like um Oak hill mine out in calistoga to auburn stuff like that so and then as soon as the snow melts then it's like higher elevation yeah. yeah yeah as much as i can do up there but then i'm still like supplementing with those other like like basically auburn most of the time for like the the midweek kind of um you know keep your legs together your skill set together kind of stuff 
Yeah, yeah. I, I used to be like ride one day a week kind of guy, maybe two if I was lucky. And now mm-hmm. I'm like a five day a week guy. Oh, you know? Yeah. Well, how old are your kids? My kids are out of out of the house, so. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely a, a big kicker there, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm lucky to get two rides in a week. Right now, you have young kids. Four and seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two's two's very like. I mean, that's good. It's you, you can be very strong with two rides, and you can like have fun with those. You know, like I feel like it's the right amount. Like what I'm doing is excessive, but it's like what else? <laughs> like I don't know, <laughs> like. I like what else am I going to do with my time? You know what I mean? <laughs> hey man, like it's been raining feeling. like holy hell it's been raining lately and I'm like I'm yeah. freaking went crazy. Like for the first couple of weeks it was like I was not riding my bike so I'm not doing any of the fitness things. So I'm like just like, "Oh, let's just drink beer, eat all this fucking food and watch football. <laughs> this sounds good." And then yeah. um yeah, I had to put the kibosh on that because like just as yeah, it's just ridiculous. So I started doing Zwift. Have you have you ever done that? Dude, yeah, I got my whole can't see it, but I'm on the the kicker. What's it? What is it called? The Wahoo. The Wahoo kicker and the kicker climb and the TV with like the Oh, know, so like, you have the thing that adjusts your your front end too, huh? Yeah, I got that thing. Um I honestly, yeah, I didn't it yeah, I have it. Um I didn't What do you like, think of it? It's interesting. Uh, it, it it definitely makes it a little bit more immersive. Um, mm-hmm. The kicker climb. The the problem is there's always like a tiny delay. <laughs> so yeah, you, you see on the screen you start going up, and then like three four seconds later, then you know then comes the incline, um, and then and then once in a while it'll trip out, which is the worst because like out of nowhere, fifteen <laughs> percent the front end just like pops up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and it You're is like, oh, a couple shit. like yeah a couple times i almost literally almost fell off because i was just like cruising just like hands lightly on the tops you know yeah. all of a sudden the, the front end comes flying up i'm like what the hell is happening um, but in general it, yeah it does it's a pretty immersive i think it's the best we can do simulation wise right now you know yeah it, it i don't hate it like i don't hate riding the the trainer indoors it's just not I as feel fun like as they should, being outside. I feel like they should build one of those like tire lifter things that's just like a cradle that you just like sit your your tire in instead of having to take your wheel off. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I feel like I, I I don't know. Like for me, it's already annoying enough that I'd have to take my bike off the trainer to like go for a ride. So yeah. to like have to like take off my front wheel too, I'm like, ugh. Right, right. I'm just gonna buy another bike. And then at that point, you're like, why the hell do I have the trainer? I might as well just buy a trainer bike, you know, like a exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, no, that's that's just one of the byproducts, I think, of having a, a bike YouTube channel. There's enough bikes where you can just have the trainer bike. Yeah. Um, like I have the I have the wind space on the trainer right now. So I don't, you know, and then I have the diverge over there and the Poseidon's over here. So I, I can I can just grab a different bike if I'm gonna go outside for real. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is a little bit annoying. Um, you could go with the wheel on trainers. They do have those, um, but not for the front, right? Yeah. I feel like I just came up with an idea. It's This is a win-win situation. Okay. All right. All right. I get to spend money on bikes uh-huh. and I get to 
uh, do something else. I don't remember what the other thing was, but I think I should get one of those freaking Chinese bikes because I could okay. build one super cheap, right? Oh, right. Like a Chinese carbon like frame and like Chinese carbon wheels and. Well, I guess I don't need any wheels. You don't that. need the wheels. Just get the frame. Get <laughs> <laughs> the frame, man. Some frame and some like handlebars and shit. Oh, doesn't even. Yeah, better. you don't even need brakes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, dude, it's idea. on. This is this yeah. is a video. This is definitely going to happen. Yeah. How? Because cheap you can, can get you those frames it, like right? so cheap, right? Yeah. There you go. Oh, well, and, and also buy that lifter, what? the fifteen percent. Punch why carbon got. though like what do you need carbon for on an indoor trainer <laughs> i know get, like, right because carbon yeah, just get the cheapest <laughs> aluminum no do they breaks. have a cheap aluminum chinese one i mean like am i gonna am i gonna get anything like what if i want to ride that bike someday i might well, as well then, buy the carbon right <laughs> i guess well that's the thing do you trust it i don't know man i've heard horror stories yeah, yeah those things are like it's hit or miss there's Dude, some that's guys it. though, man. They're like they're like all in about their their like Chinese yeah. carbon frames and stuff. No, they are for sure. Yeah. There's a dude yeah. I work with. He like did all the research and he's like, look, this is made at the this this factory that I bought this from is the same factory that does like X, Y, and Z bikes. You know what I right, mean? Right. So it's yeah. like they're legit. They're I mean, if they're gonna cut some corners, they probably might have cut some corners, but they're not gonna cut like them the same as like the other one you know like the one yeah. down the dark alley right well that's the thing those, it's hard to tell like, yeah yeah i think there's enough information out there though and there's like there's probably there's probably a website that has a forum on it that is mm -hmm. like dedicated to people that only want to buy the cheapest bike that they can get from wherever you know what i mean yeah yeah i guess the internet man there's a group i bet you there's that's a reddit true. group there's yeah, a reddit that's group true. that's like dude here's where you go from there was some other guy I was watching recently. He like, he, um, cause he, he had a bunch of Zwift content. So he's like in the UK and he did mm -hmm. like a whole Chinese carbon bike. Kind oh, of thing and I think I know who that is. Like the name. Broke it down. Me right now. Yeah. I can't think of it either, but, um, but yeah, I think I even reached out to him about being on the podcast, which. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll see if he, we'll shoot, see if he ends up after I saw your video, I, I ended up reaching out to the, uh, the the Blackheart guys and um oh yeah they're gonna be on next week actually oh cool yeah I could have yeah, yeah I could have given you their information yeah Zach is it is it gonna be Zach or Cody oh, so Kristen <laughs> probably it'll probably be Zach, Zach. I feel, yeah it'll I feel like it's, it's whoever's in Truckee that's I think that's Zach oh they, they moved up here now I did not know they that. still have some stuff going on in LA but the main guy I think is is it Zach is the main guy. Yeah, Zach Lambert. Yeah, I, that's the dude. That's the dude I'm talking to. Cool. Yeah, but, he's uh, a super, super nice guy. Yeah, yeah. It'll be fun. To, it'll be fun to chat. But um, yeah. Anyways, like I think that's a that's a that's kind of a fun idea, man. Like, how cheap can I do it? Because yeah. you're right, no brakes. I mean, really, you just need. Dude, I could 3D print some hoods, man. I don't even have to freaking like. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. If, if I could overcomplicate the shit out of this, I'm gonna do it. Believe me. We <laughs> need print the hoods. Um, what else? I don't even think I need the hoods. Honestly, I could just buy like because most of the time I'm riding up on the flats. I don't really like. Yeah. Dig in. Yeah, ride it like, like a track bike. Zwift, 
I noticed. You know what I mean? I can buy like the bullhorns or something like that. Sure, sure. Then I could throw them on my 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 single speed if I ever want to get all like down with it, right? Yeah. <laughs> go out there yeah, and look there like go. one of those fixie guys. Did you ever do the fixie thing? No, I never got into it. Um, my buddy Paul, like I, I was mentioning earlier, he was big big into it for a while. Um, I just it never it never appealed to me. Yeah. Um, I want to be able to coast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I bought the bike that's the, that was one of those, but I really just used the free wheel all the time. I never you tried that. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I never tried that, like, breaking by, like, stopping pedaling. That just kind of scares me. Yeah, I tried <laughs> it a few times, like, crashed nine times out of ten. Like, I started to get it, and I was like, dude, I, how can you do this all the time? It right. doesn't make any sense. Oh, I feel like it just kills your knees, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm too old for that shit, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. So where do you, where do you like to ride at? Where are you going? To... Yeah, well, mostly mostly we're local. I don't we don't go on in many big bike trips. Um, so around here, there's there's actually a lot. Um, and and the nice thing about riding multiple disciplines is that there's something for for every type of discipline so mm -hmm. um, like gravel wise we'll usually do like fullerton loop is a very popular route um that you can ride anything on it you can ride a gravel bike you can ride full suspension mountain bikes um there's a park called uh, chino hill state park there's a lot of good gravel riding out there uh, for mountain biking you know all the iconic spots like santiago oaks aliso um a little bit in Turnbull Canyon, which is a smaller area up here in Whittier. Uh, I need to get down there and spend like a weekend or something like that. I keep saying I'm going to. Last year, earlier this year, I drove down and went to um, that Santa's Village place. Oh, yeah. Sure. Skyfall. You know the guy that does a segment? You know that dude? Yes. Yeah. I know who he is. I've never met him. Yeah. Before. He was doing some kind of event and it was like, he's like, you want to come? And I was like, yeah. Actually, I'm going to. And so I drove down basically just for like the night. And I was like, oh, man, cool. I, you know, it's like I, I go to Bend every year and spend a couple of days up there and it's the same drive. So I'm like, why don't I, why don't I do that? You guys have so much down there. I've never ridden. Yeah. Would, uh, and I know a ton of people like between content creators and, you know, some some people that I chat with that are subscribers. It's like I definitely wouldn't have a hard time finding people to like show me around, you know? Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. Come on down. Yeah. Yeah. It would be fun. It would be fun. Definitely fun. My lady um, goes down to LA for work sometimes. Maybe one of these next, it seems like her trips never line up for like whenever I'm actually like available to go with her. Oh. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay more attention to it this year and maybe it'll, it'll fall in. It'll, it'll work out. Cause then it's like, then it's like even easier. You know what I mean? Cause, cause it's like, Okay, all I got to do is throw. I have a bike bag, so it's throw my bike in the bag, fly. I don't have to pay for a hotel because it's covered oh, by okay. her work. You know what I mean? And then it's like, right, right. She works, and I just go ride bikes. That sounds fun. <laughs> that sounds yeah. pretty sweet, <laughs> right? So that's the dream, uh, right there. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy. No. You gonna go we'll to? Um, you gonna go to Sea Otter? Have you been? Are you gonna go? Yeah, I usually go every year. Um, if you don't. Um, go in and, and to their website and fill out the form for a media pass so you don't have to pay to get in. 
Yeah, That's no, I already did that for this coming year. Yeah. Um, Have you done it before? No, this is the first time we'll be going like as a media, quote unquote, media person. <laughs> Have you gone is, like to theater there before? A lot, super long. Like when I was in high school, I went once with the with the shop people. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. That I was working at. But I haven't been. Yeah, no, it's been a long time. Um, yeah, I think it'll for be a lot that, of fun. Yeah. For somebody that doesn't like, uh, tell his friends that he has a YouTube channel. I'm curious to see how you feel about Sea Otter. It's overwhelming. Like yeah. for me, like the first time I went, even as like an extrovert, I was like, I don't know how to like, like you're like cold call, go up, talk to people and tell them about your channel. Or like, do you just walk around and like be all creepy with a camera or like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like, how do you, how do you do this? I don't know how, I don't know how to media, you know? Right. So, so what have you learned? Well, for me, I um, I go to the events more for biker bar than I go to the events for biker my like content channel, okay. and it's because like at the events I can really network with like them to like hey I have this podcast it's one of the like most popular po- like it's an up and coming like mountain bike podcast or it's like top ten mountain bike podcast whatever however I want to pitch it right. But um, I can say, you know, I do these interviews. It's really good, blah, blah, blah. And then I can, like, get get contacts that way. So I'll come back gotcha. from, like, Sea Otter with, like, 50 cards, right? And then okay. I'll be able to, like, email all 50 of those people and, like, five of them will get on the show. <laughs> like, but uh, but it, it's good in that, in that aspect. And then, you know, then because I usually go to Sedona as well, like, some of the same vendors are there. So they'll see me again. And right. then you start building these relationships and, and then um, it trickles into my other channel very well because then it's like, hey, they met me. We did an interview on podcast or whatever. And then it's like, hey, I'm looking for this, like some wheels for this thing. Do you uh-huh. want to, you know, help me out? And they're like, yeah, for sure. You know, or whatever. Right. So um, yeah. it kind of kind of works that way. But as far as like going just for content itself, it's like how many times can that same story of, of like, I went to this sea otter and this is what I saw. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, no, yeah, for sure. Like, do you want to keep telling that story over and over again? I think for you, you've never been. So you have a pretty good story of like, Hey, I'm going and I've never been as a media person. So right, this is how it happened. And you know, or I don't know, like I haven't watched a lot of your videos to know like what your storytelling style is, you know, but, yeah. um, like I feel like there's a lot there for for you to to like experience as essentially your first time. I mean, if you haven't been there since high school, it's like it's going to be brand new to you again. You know, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think it's I, really I fun to, to see all the products too. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm half I'm half going as like just like a spectator who just wants to see all the cool stuff, and then half going to try and produce some content at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure how to go yet. Uh, I had this. I don't know. It's this. Probably don't know. There's a YouTube channel. This guy called Shalma NYC, and it's no, nothing no. related. Nothing related to bikes. He's a um, he's a polyglot, which means which means he like he knows like a thousand languages. And oh, so he wow. just walks around like New York City as this like white guy, uh, but listening in to like he'll go into like, Chinatown and he's like fluent in like Mandarin yeah. and, and Cantonese. And he'll just start like chatting it up with 
the locals, you know, and they're always like the big payoff moment in every video is like, Oh my God, he's so good at Chinese or he's so good at so-and-so language. But his setup when he's walking around is he's got that, he's got a backpack on and he's got that Insta 360 camera. Yeah. You know, you know which one? And it's just kind of like pointing off the side of his shoulder Um, and he's got a mic. So it's, I mean, you can see it, but it's pretty discreet and he can just like reframe and post. And so like, these little interviews where they're like very impromptu, he can kind of like capture both people at with one camera and have decent mm-hmm. audio. And I, I thought I might try something like that at Seattle because it'd be very compact and you can do all the editing work later with reframing, but you can capture everything in the moment. Yeah. Um, the downside to Seattle is that there's a lot of music playing. Okay. So um, it's hard to get through like if you're not worried about being monetized that video then don't worry about it you know what <laughs> i mean yeah but if you want to monetize the video it'll be it, it that'll that would be the the part that's tough oh know? interesting yeah i hadn't thought about that because like yeah. all the booths are pretty much like a lot of the booths are playing music whether it's still yeah. just them playing music to like entertain themselves or it's to be like you know hip and cool or whatever um right so yeah, when I go, I tend to try, like, what I've been doing now the last couple of years is, like, I go on, like, Thursday when it's, like, the slow day. It's, like, just the people there are racing. And then yeah. I can really, like, talk to the vendors. Because on the weekends, like, the Saturday and Sunday, it, it it's like you're at freaking Disneyland. I mean, it's just uh-huh. packed. Right? You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, getting people to talk to you is, like, you can, but you can definitely get more attention from them whenever you're... um there on a other day, whether it's Thursday or Friday, either one right. of those is going to be better than Saturday or Sunday, but mm-hmm. I'll tend to like walk around and try to like introduce myself to people until I'm like fucking my brain's like fried on that. And uh-huh. then maybe I'll walk around and like do B roll or just like capture stuff where I'm going into booths. I'm not talking to them at all. I'm just like taking video of them standing around talking and they don't know what I'm doing. And you know what I mean? <laughs> or like, taking video of the Chris King hubs or something like that. And then, yeah. Um, and then maybe there'll be a point like later in the day, if I'm standing the night, it's like go put all my gear away and then just like walk around and drink beer and bullshit with people that I know. Like enjoy it. Yeah. 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 So, but um, yeah, I imagine oh, and then they also have, they also have the, the race stuff that's going on, like the dirt solemns and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty cool to like go up there and like, take i am like learning how to be a photographer as well uh, you know what i mean so it's like it's fun for me to go up there and like try to shoot those guys like in the air or in a corner and get a cool shot you know so like, right maybe right. i'll spend like two hours just standing up there and like shooting a fucking thousand pictures or something that's cool Come home, that's... get one that's a banger you know <laughs> yeah no that's but, cool yeah, yeah sounds like there's a little some there's something for everybody as far as I yeah. can tell, which would be should be super fun. You uh, going to Sedona? No, I don't think. Um, I don't think year. that's in the cards for this year. Um, maybe one of these right. years we'll we'll start going out there. Um, yeah. The the sea otter works for us because our kids love the aquarium. <laughs> oh, cool! And so yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll make a trip out of it. You know, we'll take the kids yeah. to the aquarium one day and then do some some uh, bike stuff the other days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's rad. Yeah. You said your kids were seven and something? Four and seven. Four and seven. Okay. So you yeah. got a pretty young one still. You yeah. Got the seven year old on a bike? 
We got both on a bike. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah. The seven-year-old, he's on his twenty-inch, uh, you know, six-speed track or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll take him out once in a while um, to like the more mellow trails. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he he enjoys it. It's, I think what I'm putting I'm putting in the hours now for it to pay off later. You know. Yeah. Because right now it's a lot of complaining and like forcing him to do stuff. Yeah, um, I used to do this with my son. Yeah. Do you want to go riding? No, not really. I was like, ah, there actually wasn't a question, dude. Go get your stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And they and always enjoy it. Home, right? Yeah. Now when he comes home to visit, he's like, hey, are we going to go riding while I'm here? I'm like, fuck oh, yeah, cool. let's do it. You know? like so That's what that's I'm right. working towards. <laughs> I'm yeah. working towards that. Um, yeah, believe me, little, the first time yeah. I like rode Downeyville with him, it was like, it was pretty rad. Nice. It was like, it's like, I mean, he wasn't leaving me in the dust or anything. He never really got into it, like super got into it, but uh, yeah. enough that he's out there riding. It was like, dude, this is sick, man. This yeah. is like good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, we just think- got the little one on two wheels. So uh, we took the training wheels off of the four-year-old uh, just a couple months ago. So she's really excited mm-hmm. that she can like, she can ride on two wheels and keep up with her big brother a little bit. So trying to take advantage of that and take them out more. Yeah. I feel like kids are like learning how to ride bike at a much younger age now than when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, There's better technology. Like those balance bikes, they make a big difference. They help a lot. Um, And the bikes that they make for kids now are just, they're better, right? They're actually thoughtfully made for kids as opposed to like, you know, a while ago it was just like, you know, steel junk that was like screwed together. Yeah, right. By some guy that doesn't even know how to put a bike together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a different game there. I mean, they could they could pull the money out of you that way for sure, right? Oh yeah. Dude, you've seen some of these bike. kids' mountain bikes, these kids full suspension, like 24 inch, yeah. three thousand yeah, dollars full suspension. I think my buddy's kid's bike is like a 20 inch still and and he he dropped some money on that thing yeah i mean it's freaking dope i mean it's got like i want to say they're hydraulic brakes they might be they're disc brakes at least you know what i mean a dropper and stuff like that i'm like damn dude (laughs) yeah it's rad yeah 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 it's kind of nuts man definitely um, well and the kids will take advantage of i mean i think it's not part of it is just because like you know, parents want to, I don't know, they're like projecting, you know, they want to spend yeah. their money on a nice bike because they think it'll do something. I don't know. But but also, like, I think kids are, some kids are, are taking advantage of it fully. Um, I, I've ridden with this guy uh, a couple of times around here. Um, they go by the name AA Boys. The kids are six and nine. And they're hitting all the black diamond stuff around here. It's just incredible to watch. And the six-year-old, well, he, I think he's seven now, but he's on he's on a full suspension, twenty-four inch with like a dropper and, and and disc brakes and stuff. But he's taking full advantage of it. It's, it's awesome to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's all some, for show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I ran into some guy the other day. He was like pulling his two kids on an e-bike. And they were like hitting some stuff that um, that I only started riding a few years ago. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> and like, and these kids were like, 
nine it's between seven and nine you know what i mean yeah my other yes. buddy that i was talking about that that just bought that other bike his kid's five and he'll go out like he'll do 10 miles with them you know nice. it's like you know not um it's not like he's doing 10 miles of freaking you know hardcore technical stuff but he might have to push him on some spots you know where you know, put his hand on his back and then some other spots he might tow him a little bit but right um that's rad man that's like that's that's crazy cool when my kids were that age i had them in like a like a, a trailer i was just pulling them you know what i mean <laughs> i wasn't thinking about them like being on a bike right, you know? right. Yeah. i was like just sit back there and eat freaking gushers while i pedal for 45 minutes you know? <laughs> like, so yeah yeah, yeah that's, it's pretty rad it's definitely yeah. um it's definitely it's definitely it's cool where it's gone you know what i mean yeah so what else do you do for fun for fun you got time for anything other than bikes um <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a whole lot man like between between the kids and and work and the channel trying to see friends when we can it's about it's about yeah. all i do <laughs> yeah yeah that's a lot it, it really is don't feel like yeah. it isn't I mean, I know as, as like a creator, it's definitely, um, it's way more time consuming than one would think to play, make yeah. one video. They're like one video. <laughs> like, I'll tell people like, somebody told me this. I think it was a RGMD TV, regular guy, mountain biking back East. Uh -huh. When I first started, he was like, it's about three times as much time as it took you to ride to make a film. Yeah. That ride. Oh, for you know, sure. So if it was a three-hour ride, then it's like at least nine hours of editing. Yeah. And that's that's really It's pretty accurate, you know? Like, sometimes it's more, you right. know? Especially if you fall into, like, oh, I'm doing... I mean, dude, you spend an hour just picking music sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then be three hours into your edit and be like, this doesn't work anymore. Yeah. I don't like it. The problem <laughs> is you always get... You get stuck on the stuff that doesn't matter, you know? That's, yeah. Sometimes you got to step back and get some perspective. <laughs> so that's when we were talking earlier about, you know, the first thousand subscribers, that's one of those things I always try to remember, like, or like talk to some of the other creators that I know it's like, dude, our subscribers could give a shit about our lighting. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like yeah. they really don't care. Do you just make a video, you know, and like <laughs> I get so well, stuck on that. Yeah. I, I have that personality to like really overanalyze stuff. So yeah. Um, I mean, it makes a difference to some extent. Like, it's yeah. nice to watch a, it's nice to watch like a, a well produced video. Yeah, but it's it's not everything. Yeah, it's so. not going to stop you from actually growing. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you right, can see right, some right. other channels that don't do any of that. Yeah, and they just like, like um, I would. I this is a perfect example. Steve from Hardtail Party. Like a lot of his videos are just like in the shop, garage, whatever it is that he films in. Yeah. He's just standing there in front of the bike frame talking, like giving yeah. knowledge. Right. And it's right. not like fancy lighting. There's not really anything hanging on the wall that's like super like YouTube background, you know, like <laughs> <clears throat> it's just him like laying out good knowledge. And um, his channel is freaking huge. He's yeah. got like 60, I don't know. I think it was like fifty or sixty last time I looked. Like yeah, it's he's, up there. He's yeah. freaking doing a great job. 
you yeah. know, and um, pure so content. It, it goes right? to show it doesn't matter. It's the content. Yeah, it, it really like yeah. a lot of that stuff that we really get stuck on. Like, if you're making good content, it doesn't really matter. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another guy, another guy I watch who's kind of like that is Clint Gibbs. I don't know if you've seen uh-huh. his channel. Um, I've heard his name, but I've never watched. What's he? What's he do? He, he's kind of like he does a little bit of everything. I think he races, he rides gravel, he rides mountain, he does a lot of how-to stuff. Um, and it's very like, you know, it feels like I'm well, maybe I'm wrong, but it feels very organic. It's just like a camera uh-huh. set up and he's just talking, he's just giving you the information you need without any mm-hmm. fluff, you know, which is I think why a lot of people um a lot of people appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely like it's good, you know. Yeah. How do you feel about um, like getting sponsors or something like that? Is that something that like in like you think about, or is it not something that you would want ever? I don't know, man. I, it hasn't. <laughs> it's like this is like planning your like when you win a million dollars. Like, what are you gonna like? It's not even an option for me at this point. Um, yeah. But but if I think about it, I don't necessarily want. I don't want that necessarily. Um, yeah. Cause then as soon as you get a sponsor, I think something shifts. I don't know what exactly, but yeah. When you, when you become tied to a, well, I guess it also depends on the degree of sponsorship, right? If they're paying you tons of money, then things change a lot. If they're, I mean, like for me, in, in my case, like companies will float bikes and parts and, and stuff to review. I don't consider that a sponsorship necessarily. Yeah, that's flow. That's or like if they're giving it to you, it's flow. If it's like them just sending it to you to check it out, then that's I don't even know what you call that. That's just like you're doing them a favor, actually. You yeah, know, exactly. like, right. It's marketing, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean like a, a handful of videos I've been paid to make. And then you gotta put that little thing that says, you know, paid sponsorship or whatever. Those aren't yeah. my favorite to make. Um it's just a balance between like, oh, you know, they're going to pay me some money and that I can use that money to, to filter back into the channel and make it better. So it might be worth it to make that video. But generally speaking, I don't want to, yeah, I don't necessarily want a channel sponsorship. Um, this yeah. started as like a hobby and, and I hope it can, it can continue as a hobby. Yeah. 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 That's why I like Patreon. I wish that I could have, patreon like forever be like the sponsor like to be honest yeah like um, sure yeah because but i'm sure there's a certain point where the money that you can get from companies is way more lucrative than the money you can get from patreon you know and um but who knows maybe it's not i'm not I, i mean at least not for me there's like the likelihood of me quitting my day job to do YouTube full time is really low because I, I make, I make good salary. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I'm not like, um, there, there's a, a high bar of entry there. You know what I mean? Right. But, um, but I like the idea of like, man, if I, if I didn't have to like get a sponsor, let's say like a bike sponsor, let's say, even though I love Santa Cruz and I buy Santa Cruz all the time, like if I had a Santa Cruz sponsorship, then maybe I'm not allowed to ride my Marin and maybe I'm not allowed to ride like my other yeah. bikes that I have in the garage that aren't Santa Cruz. Right. You right, know, right. and, and then, then that makes it feel like, well, that's not, that's not letting me just be me. Right. right. You know what I mean? So I'd rather have like 
sponsorship with Patreon and be able to buy that Santa Cruz that yeah. I want and um, and not have any obligations that way. Yeah. yeah, I think sponsorships work well for channels that are like mainly centered around writing. Like if it's a lot yeah. of writing videos and like uh, Sam Pilgrim's channel. Have you, do you follow yeah. him? Yeah, I, mean, I know who I he think is. He, yeah, he just switched sponsors recently. I think he's he's got a thing with Canyon now. But like every one of his videos is just him doing like awesome stuff on a bike. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it works in that sense. Whereas like me, like every video is just like a there's no rhyme or reason. Like I might work on the specialized one day or the polygon or the Santa Cruz, and it's it's just kind of all yeah. over the place. So um, yeah, I don't think it would work particularly well in my case. Yeah, but you could end up with some sponsorship for some like stupid game or some like, like, you know, like Manscaped hit me up once. I had, I did a thing with them on, I think it was on here. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, because in my mind, I was like, as, as far as a podcast goes, it's like, like, I feel like you could have any kind of like sponsor. You just throw, it's like a commercial at the beginning, right? You know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, or at the end, you know, you're like doing some call to action or something like that. But like, uh, but on my like biker channel, like I wouldn't want to have throw in like a Manscaped freaking commercial <laughs> in the middle of a like MTV yeah. video. Yeah. Bolo can do it. it, it a little... Like he's like really yeah. good at it. You know, he's like, he's all, all humor, right? Who was so it? it? Like works. Like Bobo biking with Bobo. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He incorporates you it know. into like the story, right? Right, right. So it works. But like, I don't create my content's not like that. So it like, right. it would be like, hey, let's talk about shaving your junk. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so then it'd be like, okay, switch gears. You know. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, like for me, like I, a like a park tool deal would be awesome, right? Because I'm always yeah. working on bikes. Um, yeah yeah there you go but that's, that's there's a some companies off, that i'm okay <laughs> there's some companies i'm okay with like like cali like that's the helmets and stuff that, that i use uh, they don't sponsor me they just give me give me equipment but if they wanted to give me a sponsorship i wouldn't say no because i'm always wearing <laughs> their stuff you know what i mean like but i i would i i think i would approach any of those with like i want a clause that i can use anything by any brand at any given time <laughs> but yours is the one that I'm going to use the most. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the agreement that I'm looking for. You sure. know? <laughs> so yeah. who knows? I don't know. You never know, man. Could happen. It's, yeah. Yeah, man. It's really, did you think that you would be like 23,000 subscribers? Like you could fill up a, like a stadium, like a football stadium <laughs> with all your subscribers. That's a weird, like, that's think, a weird way of thinking about it. Yeah. That's um, a lot of people, man. It's a lot of people, um, and you know, it's you have to be grateful for everyone who clicks a button, and I certainly am. Uh, I had no idea where it would go. Um, I mean, I, you know, as a anyone who starts YouTube, the first six months you're just glued to the analytics, right? Just like yeah. watching, watching the numbers go up, and and oftentimes down. <laughs> it's like, oh no, yeah. like come back. Um, but lately, yeah, in the past year or so, I just. You know, I make the videos that I want to make that I think are going to bring like value to viewers. And I just let them kind of sit. Like, I don't necessarily pay attention to the analytics that much anymore, um, yeah. mainly because the rate of growth has been so just linear. It's just steady. Um, mm -hmm. like there might be a couple of dips here, like 
you know, spikes and dips every once in a while. But for the most part, it's just like, you're it's it. like a very linear line. And the yeah. slope of that line is like the rate of growth. And, you know, my slope is not very high. Like I, I haven't taken off like crazy, but I'm, I'm happy with, you know, slow and steady. That's, that's fine with me. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel like you're doing good, dude. I mean, two years and 20,000, my biker channel I've had for like five years, I only like 17,000 people on there. So like every channel but, grows differently, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. And I, I think for me, like my attention comes and goes. So I don't, I definitely haven't put it into like, like you're doing one video a week, every, every week for the last two years I did like, I had no foresight into burnout. So like my first six months, uh -huh. the only conversation that I could have with anybody in my life had something to do with YouTube. And like, that's all I did. And then like six months in, I was like freaking like completely burnt out and yeah. um, then had to figure out how to like keep it alive because I didn't right. want to give it up. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Like so I, then, and I'm doing my best not to ever get to that point. Yeah. So, no, man, that, that, um, that balance is really, it, it's, it's not an easy thing, you know, and some people do it better than others. And maybe some people just don't talk about it. I don't know. But for me, like I consistently go through periods of time where I'm like, like, for example, in between, um, Thanksgiving and, and new year's, it was raining. I wasn't doing much, wasn't writing. Yeah. And I was like, fuck this YouTube thing, man. Why am I spending all my time doing this? <laughs> Yeah. Like realistically, like look, mm -hmm. how much of my week am I like spending doing this? Like I could be doing something completely different. It's right. not like I'm like rolling in money. Like every year <laughs> when I do my taxes and like bikers, my, like my, my YouTube company, like uh -huh. it's a joke because I spend way more money than, yeah. than this thing <laughs> brings in on, on bike shit. Right. So yeah. it's like, okay, well that's definitely, I'm not doing it financially, you right, know, right, like, right. What, yeah, what is the reason you know <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's just a passion project if you, yeah. you enjoy doing it i, I really mean, like the creative part yeah exactly yeah it's hard to put creativity on a schedule that's that's what i found right yeah and so i feel like with one video a week you know there may be a few days where i just don't even think about the channel at all and because i'm only doing one video a week that's fine because i still have three days to put a video together that week and so I, yeah. I think at this rate, it feels sustainable for the for yeah. the time being. I think this yeah. year I'm going to focus on the podcast more. And um, dude, you I, have I, so I have many. Like I scrolled through all the episodes. Uh, like I scrolled through them like earlier today. I was listening to you know bits and pieces here and there. Mm -hmm. And every one that I started listening to, I'm like why is he having me on this podcast <laughs> you got like you got like every major like brand every all the biggest youtubers um and i have to admit i got very insecure <laughs> yeah it's understandable i mean yeah. honestly like but the thing is is like it's like this man um they're all just people and realistically, every one of these episodes, regardless of who they work for or what they've accomplished, we're just sitting around talking about bikes. Yeah, like, that's right. You know what I mean? So, um, and the people that are listening, 
I am I'm not a, a a super technical like tell me about grams and freaking head tube angles and you know like so I think that that's the reason that people enjoy listening to this because it's just like hey it's a good conversation about bikes that I feel like I could have been part of you uh-huh. know and um I think that's when I when I started this it, I started it because I couldn't find a podcast that was doing this uh-huh. like all the podcasts that I listened to that were like there would be like episodes that I was like oh that was rad but then their next episode would be like in the weeds and I'm like I don't want to hear this shit man <laughs> you, you know what I mean like I like so um yeah and I think dude you're you're very well accomplished like whether or not like you you, you may or may not believe that but like you're, you're doing a really good job on YouTube to to have mm-hmm. 20,000 subscribers is not an easy thing by any means so you're doing something right you 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 de- you deserve to be on this podcast just as well as the rest of them so. <laughs> cool man that's that's yeah, high praise high praise yeah, i appreciate man. it i really appreciate you taking the time sit down and talk to me man so for sure yeah. it's uh it's it's always fun and every episode i feel like i get a new friend so i'm like sweet now i got somebody else i can bug <laughs> oddly sure. enough i didn't even know that you were in the slack group when I'm probably the guy that sent the email to you. <laughs> <laughs> now I got in through somebody. Uh, I got a uh, Alan. Alan, um, I think vouched for me. Oh. Yeah, but who sent the email? And usually it's me or. Oh Trophy. yeah, yeah. Maybe so that's you. the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's the part where I'm like, oh man, this is. I'm hoping Trail Features did it because. <laughs> oh man, I forget so much. I'm so like scatterbrained. I feel bad for my <laughs> wife. Like I can understand, like she's definitely um, she puts up with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, right on, man. Well, dude, we're wrapping up. We're getting here close to the two hour mark. I always like to ask people what YouTube channels they watch, just for oh. like it doesn't matter if it's like has to do with bikes or not. And I know you already laid a couple out there earlier. What was the guy with all the languages? Shalma. I don't know how to pronounce it. Shalma NYC. X-I-A-O-M-A-N-Y-C, I think is how you spell it. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. That yeah, sounds just fun to watch. Yeah, it's fun to watch. Got um, anything other else channels? Yeah. I mean, outside of like the um, the typical, you know, bikey stuff. Is that yeah. is that what you want to hear? Like, It doesn't you know, matter, man. Whatever uh, got your attention. Like, I like watching Hot Ones a lot. That one's super fun. Oh, Hot Ones is great. Um, yeah. Um, oh, I just had a couple that I was thinking about. I like Mark Rober's channel, of course. It's like super techy, yeah. engineering. Um, yeah, that's the dude that's that that does the the glitter bomb thing on the porch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just like a really he's a he's a NASA former NASA engineer, but he's just really I don't know. He's a great presenter, great storyteller. Yeah, yeah. No, um, he's super entertaining. There was somebody yeah, I was watching just the other day that had him on their channel. What was it? And it was like, it would be like if, if he was on like Burn Peak. You know what I mean? It was like, I'm here uh, with, with, with Mark River today. And he like came out and I was like, oh shit, that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember who it was though. It wasn't a mountain biker, but it was like another genre, like not a channel that you would expect them to be on. You know what I mean? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. yeah no, I watch, I watch a lot of random stuff, um, bike, bikey stuff. Like Pathless Pedal, this Russ over at Pathless Pedal, he's he's kind of the one who honestly inspired me to start a channel. Um, he does a lot of, he, I guess you would say, alt cycling. He's like sort of mm-hmm. counterculture when it comes to bikes. Um, What's that same mean? With, what, what do you mean alt cycling? 
I don't know. Alt cycling. Sure. Yeah. So when what you think that? of like the typical cyclist, it's like carbon gravel bike, you know, bibs, KOMs, racing, all the yeah. stuff that you've associated with like, you know, top level bike riding. Mm-hmm. He's basically against all that. And he's all about like down tube shifters and, and vintage stuff and just like neat little quirky kind of more boutique bike stuff. Um, yeah, a lot yeah. of people, yeah, a lot of people gravitate to him because they don't I- identify with like racing and they're anti-competition yeah. when it comes to bikes. Um, yeah, and a lot of yeah, a lot of channels kind of follow suit in the same. Just just in that they they're not all about competition. Like Spin That is another channel that I that I watch. Um, uh, right on. Well, dude, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, yeah, a lot of them, a lot of them like that. I'm kind of blanking right now. No, it's it, dude, it's typical. I really feel like that's the one question I should tell people ahead of time. Uh-huh. But um, my lack of planning skills is is like one of my best at- attributes. So <laughs> <laughs> somewhere around like episode 300, I'm gonna be like fucking dialed, dude. So <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah, man. that's part of the charm, right? It's not scripted. It's not planned. Yeah, that's the thing that I really like. I I just I I can't imagine doing an interview with like all the questions written out. You know, it's just like knowing ahead of time. And I've had so many guests ask me like, "Oh, well, what are we going to talk about?" I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I can tell you like the things that are in my mind right now. Like, if I if you were to ask me that, I would be like, "Well, I'm going to ask you where your channel came from, how you got into writing, and about that Black Heart bike." And that's not two hours of us talking. <laughs> so I don't know where the rest of it's going to come from, but those are the only things that I know I want to talk about. You know, like no, I got, so. I kind of, I, I had the sense that it would be, be free flow. Yeah, right on, man. Well, once again, dude, really appreciate you being being here on the channel. If you guys haven't t- taken a look at his channel, you can go over there. The bike sauce. It's on YouTube. He also has an Instagram. I'm assuming it's the bike sauce as well. It is. Yep. It is, it is. He has a website, thebikesauce.com. Check that out if you want to. I'm sure that'll get you links to all the other ones. One way or another, if you search The Bike Sauce in YouTube, because that's what I did earlier, he's number one. First hit, first hit on Google. <laughs> so go check him out. If you're over there on Instagram giving him a follow, you might as well stop by the biker channel or the biker page or the biker profile. What do you call an Instagram? Is it a profile? Is that what you call it? I think it's an account. An account swing by my account. You don't say swing by. That's weird. Yeah, that's you don't say that because I've heard some older people be like, "Oh, come to my Instagram page," and I'm like, "It's not an Instagram page." (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like you just say you say find you just say find me on Instagram. Yeah, right. So that's and then you put the at. You just give them the at. Yeah, there it is. See, we 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 like dad joked this thing. So swing by my Instagram. Give me a follow as well. That would be awesome. I'm telling you guys right now, really appreciate all of you. I am going to go to Apple Podcasts before my next episode and look for a new comment or a new review from one of you guys. Please, if you have the time to write a five-star review, do that, and I'm going to shout you out. Whoever the person is, I'm going I'm to make a big deal about it. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be the biggest thing that ever happened on this podcast. No, but I will talk about it next week. I really appreciate that. Let's. So I'm going to swing by. Next podcast is next Thursday. Hopefully, sometimes things slide, but right now it's looking like next Thursday with the uh, Blackheart Bike Company, and we'll be chatting with them. So, in the meantime, if you don't want to do anything that I had to say the whole time, and you just want to like do your own thing for free, 
Just remember, it only takes a bike to be a biker. Get out and be one. Ha, ha, ha.